0: what he's done for you. The older we get, it's easier to do that and look back and see what God has done and what God has brought us through. We have to worship. That's what our response has to be to what he's done. There's a song that we used to sing uh, by um, a worship leader named Paul Balash. His most famous song that he had was Open the Eyes of My Heart. Uh, He's written countless songs. There was one that we used to do and it's called offering and I remember one time at um, a a rehearsal on a Wednesday night, uh, we were practicing this song and and Bob Hopkins, Bob if you're watching we love you, praying for you, and uh, we miss you. Um, But we were doing this song and the beginning of that song talks about how the sun cannot compare, the the literal sun, not Jesus the sun, but the sun cannot compare to the glory in your presence now you think about the sun the sun is this huge ball of fire I mean, we don't know everything about the sun but we know, we know that it warms the earth we know that it gives us plenty of light to be able to see but there's still shadows You know, if the sun is setting and there's a tree in the way there's going to be a shadow God is pure light there are no shadows His light completely takes over. That's something to worship about. So what is worship? Most of us think worship is when we come to the the music portion of the service. And we talked about last week how worship is any time that we acknowledge how great God is. So what is worship? Let me give you an illustration. Now, I don't think she's here this morning, but Ruth Edwards, for years and years and years, used to sit right here years ago she made the most amazing pumpkin pies. If you ever had one, you know what I'm talking about. Most people make pumpkin pie and they go to the store and they buy pumpkin pie filling, but she does it the hard way. She gets the pumpkin and she makes pumpkin pie from that. And It sounds kind of gross, but come on people, it's pumpkin pie. What do you think it's made from? They were fantastic. So let's say she makes me a pumpkin pie. If you know me at all, you know that I love desserts. I didn't get this by working out and eating good. I love sweets. I base where we eat out on their desserts. So if you need any pointers, I can point you in the right direction. Saltgrass has a great cheesecake if you haven't had it. But let's say she makes me a pumpkin pie. Now, I could take that pumpkin pie back to my office And I could devour it all by myself. And she's not going to care because she's just glad that I enjoy it. But what if I took that pumpkin pie and I come up here on stage and I tell all of you how great this pumpkin pie is and how you should have some and you should get Ruth to make you one? Well, that's going to make her feel even better because not only have I acknowledged how great her pie is, I have shared it with all of you. That's worship. That's how we should do with God. God loves it when we worship him. When we thank him for what he's done for us. But he loves it even more when we share that love with others. We must focus on him and then share that with others. Number two, it increases our understanding of God. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And then in Hebrews eleven nineteen, 19, talking about Abraham, the writer of Hebrews says, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Now, a lot of us do know this story in the Old Testament uh, about Abraham. But if you don't, let me just recap it a little bit. So Abraham and Sarah had long wanted a child. They prayed and prayed and prayed. And they made a lot of mistakes along the way trying to make it happen in their own way under their own power but finally when they were older much past childbearing years suddenly Sarah was pregnant and she had a child and they had a little boy and they named him Isaac can you imagine the worship that they did the day they found out Sarah was pregnant with Isaac and then again when, I, when Isaac was born they had waited They had anticipated, and God finally made it happen. But then, years later, God told Abraham something that probably shook his whole world. He said, I want you to take your son, and I want you to take him up this mountain. him to sacrifice this child, that doesn't make any sense. But Abraham was obedient. And so he took Isaac, and they went up this mountain. And I think Isaac probably knew what was going to happen. And they get up there. Imagine how Abraham, as a father, was feeling, strapping his son down about all of his son's life up to this point not understanding fully what God was doing looks at his son one last time tells him he loves him trusting that God is maybe God's going to bring him back from the dead lifts up the knife right as he's about to thrust it down into his son's chest he hears a noise and he looks up and he sees a ram caught in a bush God provided God provided God intervened even when Abraham thought that God maybe wasn't working Seen what God had done in his life. He remembered that even though he and Sarah had waited and waited and waited, that God still provided a child. He focused on God. He understood God. He was obedient to God, and then God provided. How many times in our lives do we see something like that? I mean, can you imagine as a parent? think God asked you to do something like that I mean I, I have four children I wouldn't say okay I mean would you would you willingly do that do you, do you have enough understanding of God that you could do that I, I don't know if I could I don't know if you could and I don't know that I would blame you if you couldn't but Abraham focused on God for so long and understood him for so long he was completely obedient to him even when what God asked seemed crazy. Brian, can we go ahead? Uh, next couple slides. The truth we often miss in this whole thing. Yes, Abraham was obedient. But he believed God was able. He believed even if he had killed his son that God would have brought him back. Worship builds understanding. Third, worship helps us build our confidence in God. Let's look back in the Old Testament. This is, this is Moses in Exodus, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he is hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Kaylee sang that song, Defender, just a minute ago. Beautiful song, beautiful words. The Lord is our defender. Worshiping helps build our confidence in God. You notice as I read through that, Moses isn't saying that you know, the Lord might be the Lord might be this oh, he is he is declaring he is he is even think about what the Israelites had gone through in captivity wandering in the wilderness eating manna every day you know they barely escaped the Egyptians God had to part the Red Sea they had been through a lot they had focused on God through that and knew that he was able to do anything and so Moses is declaring here how great God is in Joel two twenty six, Joel says you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you never again will my people be shamed that's a confident passage as well Joel says you will God can do great things He is able to do great things. When we come and worship, if you think about it, for just a moment, if you close your eyes, when when worship and the the singing is going on, we are focusing on one thing only, and that's God. That's how great He is. We are acknowledging how great God is. And by doing that, it helps us to understand God more, and then it builds our confidence in God. I remember, years ago, uh, Amanda used to say, if if she missed a Sunday, it just didn't make her week go as well as it did when she was here. When we come and we encounter God, it makes things better. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to go our way. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen, but we have to acknowledge that our God is big enough to handle every situation. Back to our focal passage, John four twenty-three and 24, the woman at the well Jesus says, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in Spirit and in truth. We need a true encounter of God and a continuous attitude. So let me, let me try to meet you where you are today. I don't know what, what most of you went through this week. Maybe it was just a normal week. Maybe Maybe you're dealing with some family problems. Maybe you're dealing with some physical problems, problems at work. I don't know. And you say, telling me that I, I need to come worship and, and encounter God but I feel abandoned right now it, if I worship right now it's just coming from my lips and not from my heart so what, what can I say what, what can I do several songs here at the end and you guys can go ahead and come up here kind of flip the service a little bit this morning regardless of what you're going through in your life regardless of the problems regardless of whether or not you can see that God is working I want you to just focus on Him just offer your heart to Him sing the words of these songs that we're going to sing we all need God we cannot go through this life without him he is pure light, pure love maybe you haven't started a relationship with him maybe this is all new today's a great day to do that there will be people up here up here Ready to pray for you. Maybe you're just going through some struggles and you just need someone to pray pray over you. Maybe you need to get your focus back on God. What can we say? What can we do? Just offer our heart to Him. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for how you've shown us time and time again what you've done for us. Father, open our hearts to you this morning. Help us respond to you this morning. You are a great God. Help us to have an encounter with you. Use the music and the lyrics of these songs over the next few minutes to speak to our hearts so that we can... this morning lord i pray you would put it in our hearts what you want us to say what you want us to do help us to offer our heart to you Lord, in your precious and holy
1: the Lord this last week, uh, a song came to my mind. Uh, It's from the 70s. It's called Because He Lives. Some of you may remember that song. Um, Verse 1 goes like this. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. An empty tomb is there to prove my Savior lives. So the chorus goes like this. Because he lives, you guys say it with me. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen? Aren't those powerful lyrics? So if you're here today and you are secure in Christ, you are his and he is yours, I am so thankful for that. I praise God for that. If you're struggling with fears of tomorrow, of fears of the future, even fears of where you're going to spend eternity, you know what? I have good news. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not die, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So how do we respond to this incredible love that God has for us? We respond by believing and trusting in him. Anyone who places his or her faith in Jesus receives abundant life now and in the promise of eternal life with him in glory and that my friends is life worth living amen let's go to the lord in prayer father thank you so much for for who you are thank you for the holy spirit being here with us and wooing us and guiding us and showing us how to love and how to worship thank you for your saving grace thank you for this greatest gift of all and that is found in Jesus Christ his sacrifice on the cross for my sin, for your sin for the world's sin and making a way for us because of your great love thank you for the abundant life and the promise of eternal life with you Father I ask if there is anyone that has not received you Jesus as their savior that you would give them strength and courage to say yes to you today In Jesus holy name we pray these things Amen This is our